Well, this episode is brought to you by my favorite Sunday Scaries. They put you to sleep fast and it's deep and it's wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Ask Jillian. With me, as always, Lizzie. Hi, everybody. Very excited today because we have with us uh, a fellow uh, friend from Good Day LA. He, I met him 15 years ago or something like that. And then uh, he moved on, and I would say up to Hollywood Today Live. And he worked with one of our other guests, Amanda Salas. So he's been a producer. He has his own podcast now. Is it why we're here? It's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Steve Holzer, welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, You've been there, done that. He's <laughs> you sober. Are here. He's yes. sober. He's gay. And uh, cancer he produced, survivor. Cancer survivor. And I want to mention, <laughs> you just told me something that blew me away. You were sober 30 days and got the job at Good Day LA. How in the fuck did you stay sober <laughs> with our team? At, at 3.30, and I had to be at work at 3.30 in the morning. <gasps> I, I, I will oh. tell you, I think that job helped keep me sober <laughs> in really? my early sobriety. It did. It wow. gave me every morning. It gave me a purpose mm. that I, I had to be somewhere, you know, and I couldn't be out doing the things that you I used to do, I used to do yeah. at three 30 in the morning. Yeah. Cause you know what they say? Nothing good happens after, after midnight. midnight. It is I, so true. So true. <laughs> I always say that to my kids when you get older, nothing good. And I was told that by my Italian boyfriend's father, if we went to a movie and it ended and then we come home at 1130, we were teenagers, 17. And he said, yeah. nothing good happens after midnight. That stuck in my head when I moved to Miami and it really is. So tell us, take us down the path yeah. of a life of a person. Cause pe- so many of our listeners watched good day LA yeah. and it was their, you know, their, their religion and yeah. wake up their call. wake up call. They yeah. didn't miss an episode. What was it like to be doing what you did as a producer for that show? So you, what time did you get up? Cause people saw it at 7am. They're like, yay, but you were up for, no, I, I had been up since, uh, at least later 250 in the morning so Ooh. i got up at 250 this is when i had a car that's middle I, of the night middle of the, it's, it is the middle of the night yeah, so so you know you go to bed you have to go to bed at six eight, seven. i went to bed at like 8 30 wow. i'll tell you i split my sleep oh you so napped i did so oh, God. i so i went to bed about 8 30 8 45 i slept until 250 and i mean <laughs> it was on the dot 250 yeah i you know i wet my hair i got dressed because i'm a producer nobody cares what i look like I was. Oh, out, you always look pulled together. I was out the door at three ten. I lived in Silver Lake, oh my God. and I drove and I Ooh, and I pulled West in LA. to West LA, and I pulled in every morning right at three twenty nine, like clockwork. And I know you do the same. You, it's like yeah, clockwork. It is clockwork. You, you get it to be clockwork. But you know, I remember Dorothy Lucy saying to me, "Oh, it takes about six weeks to get used to this rhythm," and it took me six years because you're. I was just <laughs> off. Six years. It did. It truly <laughs> did. And then by the end of it, I was able to get up without an alarm and I did so even after I was gone I kept saying why am I up so early so when you would get there what was your first main thing to do the first thing I did was I started writing for the I produced the Mm 9am which was the the fun hour hour. yes with the celebrities and the chefs yes there's a reason they gave it to the gay guy yes I'm just gonna say (laughs) fabulous fabulous yeah so uh, you know I started putting the nine o'clock rundown together um, and that was my primary responsibility but I also had to you know there were also some things that I had to write for the seven and the eight a.m. by the way the nine o'clock hour was always my favorite by the way it was fun (laughs) it was it was the even though the seven to whatever nine was fun and it was, I mean, we made news a little more watchable. The nine was just a free for all. And I think that you put the boundaries within the show by having the segments uh, dictated, but then we would go kind of, 
right. our way with it. Yeah. You, you know, you just, we gave you the framework yeah. and you did your thing. Yeah. So and, did yeah. you leave at 10 every day or what was your, no, oh, then, no, I, then I left. So my, my official time was three 30 to 1130. Oh. So I went up, we, we all went upstairs uh, to the offices and we got ready for the next day, the next week. Cause we, you got to get ready for all the guests and you have to plan oh the segments. God. And Jillian yeah. was already wheels up at 10 Oh one. Like I went out the door. People. I was, I was like credits rolling. I'm already out of the parking lot. Yeah. Oh my God. No, but truthfully, I didn't want to know who the guests were. I loved finding out the day of when I would sit and do my makeup in the chair. It was always so much fun. So how long were you there for? I, I was there for three years. That's it. That's it. I was only there for, from 2006 to 2009. I and, remember when yeah. you got the other job, everyone was like, ah, oh, crap. Do they still have he was a so nine good. to 10 hour? Oh, I think it's from like 4 a.m. to 10 now. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. I saw on a bus, yeah. I saw on the bus, uh, Michaela Pereira, and yes. it's like 4 a.m., good day LA to 10. So what they've oh done is God. just grouped it all together. It's yeah. not its own show oh, anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. it's all one yeah big thing. mess. So did you thing. did you uh, go out directly to Hollywood? No, okay. So tell I, us. I didn't. I went. So you know, I was part of the part of the group that got the cut from Fox mm -hmm. uh, in 2009 because of the economy, and mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us got laid off, and that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And then I got really lucky, Jill, and I got a job as the executive producer of original programming at a cable network called Reels. Reels. Oh yes. my God, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So I... Um, Wait, I, I, was yeah. it, I did a show with you there. It was with Jason Ellis. and yes. Okay. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. We, we've worked right. together a couple of times. Yeah, we have. So I, uh, you know, I, but, but Reels was based in Albuquerque. So I know it's wow. a move... A, uh, a network about movies based in Albuquerque, yeah. but Albuquerque was a big up and coming movie studio wow. place. And it still is. Netflix wow. moved there. I didn't it, know that. Netflix has a huge campus right where my office used to be in New in, Mexico. In New Mexico. Wow. It's, cheap to do business there uh, they they give very tax. very very good tax incentives okay. huge tax incentives wow very smart, smart. smart. Yeah. very smart mm -hmm. so i actually for two years and nine months i moved to albuquerque and i was back and forth from l you know, how to LA was that uh, it was, you know what? I will always be grateful for the job. The job was tough and hard Oof. and, and Albuquerque is not for me. It, you know, it yeah. was, it was a great place for me to be for a couple of years and I made great friends, but oh, I was wonderful. ready to come back to LA. I mean, it's I, not Santa Fe. I mean, no, Santa, Santa Fe, Fe is, is beautiful, It's beautiful, but yeah. it's an hour away. Yeah, and there were people I worked difference. with that drove every day oh from Santa Fe. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. They're like it's worth it. They're like it's worth it. I but, remember our old yeah. friend Lauren Roosh, yeah, who's now at HGTV. When he left Fox, I was like, "You're moving to Nashville? Like, what's the?" And I'm I would die to live in Nashville, but I said, "Do they have? Oh, that was do his they have first a, move? Yeah. yeah." And I said, "I hope they have a great gay community." He's like, "It's HGTV. I'll be fine." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. So, <laughs> and then he moved to New York. But yeah. did you? Were you ever concerned about that? as now like being in you know everybody's hipping up to it now but yeah you know so you know i sing and i so oh I, gosh the gay man's choir he's I, incredible I, I, so i joined the new mexico gay men's chorus oh i so, didn't know they had one too they do fantastic there's, every, every, there's a gay men's chorus pretty everywhere? much everywhere yeah okay. so i joined the new mexico gay men's chorus and give that, us a few bars they you... really saved my life <laughs> <laughs> they're terrific and they yeah. performed on good day la before it was yeah. really good i i have been in the gay men's chorus of los angeles since 2003 yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's been a huge part of my life. Do you have to audition for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it is do. very prestigious. Well, yes. you have to it's be able the, to sing. It's a chorus. Yeah. So I they want love you to sing. It. Yeah. Good. They sound okay. 
amazing. Yeah. How many yeah. of you are there? Uh, 250. There's Ooh, 250. Can you imagine? There are a lot of, there are a lot of gays oh, in hello. LA. Yeah. Hello. Do you have to be gay to get That's in? Sick. Well, you, you do not. Okay. By the way, you, you can't, we're a 5013C, so you can't discriminate. Dictate, discriminate. Oh. So we've had straight dudes. Nice. Like probably six or seven straight guys. Good on them yeah. too. And they're like, whatever. Yeah. They're, they like they, to sing. They do the moves, you know, yeah. they're like, all right, you know, it's, they think it's fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so now you're there for yep. two years and nine months. And, and then what, how happens? many days, Steve? Well, <laughs> and seven hours I and 33 minutes. Cause let me tell you, I was, God bless Albuquerque. I was ready to come sure. back to, back to my city. Then I, I, I came back to work at reels here in LA for a year. And then I got the oh. job. At the Chris Talk Show. At the Chris Jenner that's, Talk Show. That's oh, what that's we cross right. paths against. Yep, that's where. Um, yep. I was a consulting producer on it because you know I was working for With Chris, Chris Jenner. Yeah. And we got this little summer show. Where did they? You? Where did you guys tape out of? Oh, Culver, Culver City. Studios. Yeah. yeah Culver, Culver City. City. I thought it might Beautiful. have been on the Fox lot where I did the football show. No. It, it was gorgeous. Got she had her own little house bungalow, oh, and wow. the set was beautiful and. We had great um, Stephen Brown was our mm -hmm. executive producer from Fox. Yep. Great guy. Yep. Great team. You know what it was? Um, at the same time, the show The Real, which is a panel show, was sure. being tested as well. Yeah. And you can get why from a network that they didn't want to hitch to a one person platform. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have a panel, they want to go and like one person like goes out, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's easy to keep it going. Sure. And I were. I mean, so Steve, I remember one day all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're ramping up and here comes Steve Holzer. I'm like, oh, wow. I know you. Yeah. Oh, and we'd only gosh. met a few times through Fox things, but so very, you know, yeah. cause my husband worked there with you at yeah. Fox as well. Yeah. Yes, he did. So we, I walk in and go, Steve, <laughs> and he was Liz. And so that was a very oh, fun summer. Yeah. And I'm surprised you didn't drink on that show either. I will tell you. <laughs> oh boy. I, here's the deal. I will say, I tell everybody this because people ask me, what's, once they hear that you worked for the Chris Jenner show, mm -hmm. everybody wants to know mm -hmm. what the scoop is. And I tell everybody this, she is the hardest working woman I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. I, she works, she's, mm -hmm. she works so hard. She wants to do a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. She wants, she wants very hard to do a good job. And she has, at that point, she's, you know, it was Bruce and the kids and an empire and everything else. And any one of those kids was a lot. Oh, and yeah. she had six of them, Yeah, you know, so she, she's a, you know, she is an empire among, uh, you know, unto herself. I had nothing but the ultimate respect for her. Mm -hmm. I do. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I watched her come in. I watched her work hard. I watched her take direction and suggestion. You know, she didn't come in and act like she knew everything. She came in and wanted to do a good job. Mm -hmm. I have nothing but good things to say about Chris. Yeah, Jenner. that's nice. It's it was a truth. fun summer. It was a very, it was a very fun, fun summer. It's fine because you guys have both worked with her. I've never worked with her, but we, we were friends. I mean, I met her like years ago and she had hosted my baby shower along with Liz yep. and we, you know, she was amazing. Yeah. Always an amazing lady. Yep. Um, so, okay. So from there, that's when you went to then Hollywood. I went, yep. Then I went to Hollywood today live. So, okay. So Hollywood and today, you were on? I was a, I was just a guest, just a guest. like a guest yep. uh, host occasionally. No, no just a guest. Just a guest. Oh, okay. And it was yeah. before it was just as I got Sharknado four. Was that with yeah. Roth Matthews? Not at the time. No, oh, not okay, at the okay. time. Right. No, it was. Um, so Hollywood Today. So Hollywood Today Live started online. It started as a, an, a like a daily, yeah. like 15, 20 minute online yeah. entity. 
on this network called Bite Size TV. Were you involved in it then? No, I, I was. Oh, you were. I, so okay. I, I, so it started, and then I came in because I had had experience doing TV shows. They brought me in to sort of be a consultant. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did first. But they also had, besides Hollywood Today Live, there were a bunch of other shows too. There was one called Girl Talk. There was one, I you know, Girl Talk. Bite the Mic. Uh, I mean, it was, <laughs> uh, you know, so Tiffany Haddish, who yeah. we all know yeah. well now, Tiffany Haddish used to be a comedian on the show, Bite the Mic. It wow. was a comedy show. Oh my gosh. So, you know, so we watched her at the very beginning. Yeah, that's but cool. Hollywood Today Live was, the conceit was there were these five young entertainment hosts in Hollywood, all trying to make it in the business, but all talking about Hollywood at the same time. Interesting. So, so that's what... Ah, so and I love when they... I, I, okay, so I was a guest on the show yep. and I loved where it was physically in Hollywood. And I remember talking to one of the executives at Fox, you know, sometimes they get it and sometimes they, they miss. And I said, Ryan Seacrest space is available. It overlooks the Hollywood oh, sign. Right. We need to do something there that's hip and happening. By of the course. Kodak Theater, yeah. right? Yeah. And okay. I think, you know, being mm. who we were with Steve and Dorothy, yes, we were a template for everybody. Everybody sort of wanted to emulate, but they also look at you a certain way. Like, I mean, I didn't even have a fucking office at that place <laughs> for, for literally 13 <laughs> years. Your broom closet. So you were talking, <laughs> yeah. So you're saying Chris Jenner has a, like they'll kiss ass to certain people and then to other people, they just don't give yeah. a flying fuck. Yeah. And I helped make that show. Yeah. And and they just didn't get it. They didn't care. They didn't want to have, I was like, we got to be using Twitter. They're like, no. And then Steve would say, every time you get a Twitter follower, it's like, we lose a viewer. I go, what? Then they had a social media team. <laughs> That's what he said to me one time. And then they had a social media no. guy and he came in and this was the end of the end. And I think he, I don't know if you were there. I wasn't there when you guys, I was, I was actually, when you, you weren't there when the guy came in with the social media, the social He's, media wars. He goes, no. I'm with the social media team and you have the most followers. So what we're going to do is we're going to hook up the good DLA Twitter somehow with your people. And I go, cool. Nothing happens for a yeah. couple of weeks. I go up to him. I'm like, Hey dude, what, like, what's up? You still want to get this Twitter thing going? He goes, I'm sorry. I was told that you got most of your followers from the NFL and from other outside shows. I go, and? And? Who gives a fuck? Right. They did. The powers oh. that be, they're so petty and fucking stupid. Hmm. Anyway, you're not, you weren't one of them. They're no. just like, we're talking about the, the high ups that <laughs> make the major it. decisions. <laughs> but so now Hollywood Live or Hollywood Today Live, yeah. Amanda Salas was on yep. it. There was a guy, good looking guy. I can't remember his name. So uh, it started with um, AJ Gibson. Oh, yeah. AJ. AJ Gibson, Kristen Brockman, Tenor Thomerson, Portia Coleman, and Amanda. Yes. Amanda was sort of the girl about town. She yes, was she a was so young. correspondent. She was she so was very cute. young. Mm -hmm. And then so and then Stephen Brown put us on gave us a gave us a test. He was a part of that too? Oh he that's was. awesome. He, he gave us a test run okay. in the summer of twenty Fifteen. Okay. Um, and so we were on six weeks on Fox every day. Um, and, you know, and it's and we we did a live hour long show mm. every day. It, yeah. You know, and that sort of was That's my specialty. But yeah. I, I love doing live TV. Yeah. Um, and we did well. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and it went on the air as a series in September of twenty sixteen. September. Oh, wow. of, September twenty sixteen. No, September twenty fifteen. And then, so we were, it was on for a couple of months and then they, Did they um, change, uh, we, we changed hosts. Okay. So, um, Ross Matthews and Garcelle Beauvais came in. Yes, oh, that's right. right. Uh, and then eventually, and then it's towards the end, Ali Landry was one of the, okay. the hosts. And so it ended being, you know, it was Ross Garcelle, Ali Tanner and Amanda. 
And why, so why did they end the show? Like what? You know, it's ratings. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we ratings are. That's what it all comes down to. It all to. comes yeah. down to ratings. Of course mm-hmm. it does. It and people, yeah. you know, it's such a movable business in the sense that, you know, what you said, like the real, I was like, I don't yeah. even understand yeah. what this is, but it, that's what they wanted. They wanted more diversity. I get it. Yeah. You know, and they wanted something maybe more like the view, but it's not mm-hmm. as, uh, I want to say, what's the word? It's just a little more down home. It's a little more hip. Yeah. So yeah. You know. I get it. Yeah. Um, but okay, so from yeah. there, what happens? So from there, what happens is uh, I get hired. Uh, I get hired as the executive producer of Good Day LA. You go back. Did you know that? No. I don't know if I did. Knew did you that. know that? How did you do? Wait, who was? <laughs> oh so my god! Talk about revolving chairs. Who <laughs> yeah. was there then? Oh yeah. So Steve was there. So, so it was. So Steve was there, and um, and they were trying to figure out who was going to be the other person. So I worked a lot with Lisa McCree. So, um, I don't know, you her. know who she is. So, no. uh, Lisa McCree used to host, she hosted Good Morning. She was on eight, Channel 7 for a long time, then went to Good Morning oh, America. I know, the blonde chick. That's her. Yeah. And she worked with Mark Brown, the black in, dude. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. I know who she yeah, is. Exactly. I know her from Channel 7. You I know didn't even Channel know she 7. went to Good I could not watch after. I know they all tried to replace us, like with like many women, and yeah. they never could. <laughs> yeah. It's like they should have fucking let well enough alone. They anyway. should have. But we, but, I know. you know, here we are. Uh, so, I. Um, I got a call from the news director at the time who was a friend of mine, Chris Knutson, and said, you know, what are you doing? And I said, well, uh, I'm not doing anything right now. Is that the lady from Channel 5? She came from Channel 5. Okay. Uh, I heard a story about her and she said, if I hear the name Jillian Barbary one more time, I'm going to fucking kick somebody. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. No, it was because everybody kept talking about you. I know, but doesn't it tell the executive something? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, well, anyway. But but, but you know, I know how the business goes. Anyway, so she calls you in. So she calls me and says, hey, you know, can you come in and, you know, be the EP of Good Day LA for a while? Wow. So I was like, Sure. I would love, you know, so wait, were you I, there I with, to. was it Lisa Credo still there? No, she'd been, she's been gone a long time. It was Josh know. Kaplan. It was still, is he, and I think he's still he's there. Still there. Josh God is still there. Bless, God bless Josh Kaplan. He is Kaplan. such a nice man. He's the nicest man nicest in show man, business. I, and he's been there for 25 years plus. Forever. Okay, yeah. So, um, so she, they wanted somebody to come in and, and, you know. And you'd already been there, so you knew that, how the, the, you knew the machine culture, was oiled. Yeah. Yeah. And I think more than anything else, and I know you will know this, Steve liked me. Yes. Oh, it makes a difference. Absolutely. So, yep. Steve it, Edwards, if he likes you, you're yep. golden. And I think, yeah, it, he I loved think you. if it had been many, anybody else, it would have been tough for somebody else to come in and do that. But, 100. But we had a history. I knew he liked me. Yep. We love each other. He we does. had that thing. So yeah. I said, yes. So I, so here's the deal. So I go and I, uh, and I'm scheduled to start. EP in Good Day LA on August 15th. And this was August 15th of 2017. So I'm like, you know, doing, getting ready and doing my thing. And August 1st of 2017 was the day I found out I had cancer. Oh my God. So two weeks before I'm supposed to start at being as the EP of Good Day LA oh my God. is when I found out I had cancer. Okay. Tell me that story. So I had that summer, I... Hollywood Today Live had gotten canceled. 
I was like, I told Boy, my, it seems like you always get a job right away. Like it's, it's amazing, well, isn't it? To, you know, look, a couple things. One, if you've worked in this town long enough, you know people, yeah. right? And you build relationships. Like, right, when, I, sure. like when I saw Liz, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I knew you from <laughs> yeah, Fox. And yeah. she was at, at, at the Chris Jenner show. And, um, you know, and I've been lucky enough to work with, you know, people that I really like and respect. And That's so great. You know, and I and I think I have an okay reputation. Like you, you know, have a really good reputation, which is not easy in this business. It's always like they're hard to work with, or he's you know a really demanding producer, or this one's not. This one doesn't give a shit. It right. makes a difference so if makes, you have a good reputation. So yeah. I am not yeah. surprised at all, and especially like you went back and knew so many people. Palfrey was there, yeah. right? So yep. okay, Steve, hold that thought. We're gonna take a break, and we'll come right back to you right after this. You know, I talk to so many of you on social media and we all sort of have the same thing in common. So many of us can't sleep at night, whether it's, you know, teenage kids got their driver's license or maybe you're going through a divorce or maybe you lost your job. Whatever the case, for me, in my case, it was sickness. I got cancer and I really didn't realize how much sleep and anxiety or lack of sleep and anxiety were really affecting my health. So I discovered Sunday Scaries and they were a natural way for me to take the edge off, whether it was my anxiety or whether it was sleep deprivation. They just allowed my mind to stop spinning in circles and relax and heal. And when I say heal, I mean, get a good night's sleep. That's when our body regenerates everything. So I felt so much better taking the Sunday scaries. You're still able to drive. There's no THC. I'm able to take care of my kids. They have different flavors in the gummies, or you can use them as a tincture. I use both. I love both. And the company was started by these two incredible guys that are just so great. They're from Orange County. I love these guys. Sunday scaries really does the job. And because I believe so much in them, I want you to try them. If you go to sundayscaries.com, use the promo code Jillian, we will give you 25% off your first order. That's how much I believe in this company. That's how much I want you to love them as much as I do. Do it the natural way. That's what I'm doing. Take that edge off, get a better night's sleep. Go to sundayscaries.com today. Don't forget to use the promo code Jillian for 25% off. That's sundayscaries.com. So now you're scheduled to go two weeks before. Two weeks before. So I had been, I was shaving one day in like June of that summer. And I noticed, and you can't, you can't see me what I'm doing right now on the podcast. Um, I noticed a lump in my neck on the right side. It was a little lump right there. Oh. And I'm like, mm, that's not supposed to be there. That's weird. Okay. So, I, so I go to my doctor and, I'm like, and he like gives me antibiotics and a steroid and says, let's see if that gets rid of it. It didn't. Hmm. Right? I'm, yeah. I know. We all yeah. have these stories. Yeah. So I go in two weeks later. He goes, come back and see me in two weeks. I go in two weeks later and he says, I want you to walk out of this door and I want you to go to the ENT right now. I want you to go get this checked out. So I go to the ENT, to my ear, nose and throat, to their ear, nose and throat doctor. And he does a, a, an MRI and it doesn't show anything, but it's really near my carotid artery. And he's like, you know what? Here's the deal. We should just take it out. He said, I don't know. We don't, you know, it's just a cyst, but we should get it out. And he, and he said, I don't think it's cancer, but let's just make sure. I said, great. So it was like, so on a Friday, it was, I remember it was July 30th. I go in, he, he, you know, he takes it out in surgery. It was, I was in and out in like 90 minutes. Oh it my was God. easy. Wow. So that was Friday. Everything I go, I recover for the weekend. I feel good. Tuesday I go in and he, they, they replaced the bandages on the, on the incision. 
I'm healing really well. And they're like, and he comes in and he goes, look, I, I don't have the pathology report back yet, but I think it's fine. You should be good. If you don't hear from me, you're golden way to go. I'm like, great. Seven o'clock that night. Oh my, my God. You my got phone, the call. I got the call. And he says, I'm sorry. They found cancer. God. Does your heart drop? It does drop. Yeah. But I'm, but you know what, Jill? And, you, and I think you know this. I'm a producer. So my first reaction is, what do I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how can I, what am yeah. I, what do I do? How yeah. do I be in the solution? Sure. What, you know, what, how am I going to produce this? So the next day I had, a, I had an oncologist and a radiation oncologist. Um, and you know, they didn't know if it had spread anywhere. It was a contained cancer, but so close to, I mean, yep. lymph nodes, everything yep. c- carries. And he didn't, they didn't, yeah. they didn't, when he, when he went in and did the incision, yeah. he didn't know if any had maybe spilled out. Yes. Wow. So, uh, anyway, so the biopsy, uh, found that it was, um, it's called squamous cell carcinoma oh my God. caused by HPV. Oh, oh really? Wow! Is this the same one that um, Michael Michael that Michael Douglas had? Douglas, but he everyone's like, oh, it's from go- being with a woman, but that wasn't your case. Well, no, but, uh, but it can also be. But it's also from okay. being with a man. Okay, you know, it, it, HPV. Boy, is, people should be aware of this. So this is part of the reason, also part of my purpose, why I talk your about podcasts. this. Yep. So. HPV is something, you know, I, I've been in the news business a long time. I know it's the leading cause of cancer of in cerv- cervical cancer in women. Know, women. Wow. That's why they guard a cell. That's why, yeah. that's why girls get vaccinated. I got my daughter. That was the first thing they asked at 13. I said, I don't want to be responsible if she gets cancer later Bingo. when I could have done something. Well, let me tell you something. You, you need to think about getting Rocco vaccinated because okay. boys right. have to get, boys have to get vaccinated. Okay. And that is sort of my mission now. Wow. My okay, sister so- has, I have two older nephews, Yep. Uh, more like young teenage adults. And my son is 13 and my sister just called me about this. Yep. And I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, is this that vaccination wow. she was talking about? Because he turned 13. Yep. And she goes, uh. Did she get her son's Oh, vac- yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because it's. What's a no brainer? Why yeah, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? If yeah. You could, yep. Okay. Yeah. Preemptively do. Okay. So, wow. Yep. I bet you, you learned a lot overnight about everything. So, right. You know, you do. Yeah, you, you do. You do. But I was like you too. I mean, I, as soon as I got in the car, I, I literally had a mammogram, got in the car and called the place that did my friend's cancer. And I said, I want a double uh, mastectomy. And they're yep. like, well, we don't have any labs. I'm like, book me. Cause I knew when the labs came back, I had cancer. Yeah, so when, yeah. you, you know, you yeah. want to get things done, where do you go after yeah. that? When they say to you, it's yeah. caught, did they tell you all that? They it's did. caused by HPV. Yep. It caused by HPV. Jeez. So I, so then, you know, I go to the oncologist and the oncologist says, all right, here's what we're going to do. It, when I, when I got the diagnosis, I was 50 and I was probably honestly in the best shape of my life. I had been working out all, that summer. I didn't have a show. Uh, so I, all you I did was out. go to the gym. And f- you don't drink, nope. so you don't have that extra. So you're really Jeez. living a healthy lifestyle. I was, I was really, I was really taking care of myself. Mm. And the doctor, <sighs> the oncologist, said, he said, "Here's the deal. You're in really good shape. So we're going to do this really aggressively. And it's going to." I goes, "I'm just telling you off the off the top, it's going to be hard, but, because we're going to give you a lot in a very short period wow. of time. But I want to do it." Because I th- a I think your body can handle it. Yeah. And B we got to kill this. Okay. So what what, so what was the program that you did? Seven, I did seven weeks of radiation. Okay. Uh, five days a week every day. Yeah. For seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And every Tuesday I had 
uh, chemotherapy. Did you lose your hair? I didn't. So I had a small, pretty small dose of chemo. Um, and it's weird. I lost like, it was a shelf on, on the back of my head, but I didn't lose any. I have a, I have a beard and I lost, um, I looked like Wolverine. I lost, <laughs> I did. Patches. I did. I had like patches <laughs> and like a, like mutton chops. Yeah. Um, I, I really did. I have pictures. Wow. But, um, but you know, yeah. and so I... You're aggressive. You tackled it. Now, I, how did I, yeah. you handle... Did you start Fox? I did. So Did then, you tell people? I did. So I went wow, to so I, wow. so I went to Good Day LA two weeks. Two weeks later, I had not started treatment yet. Okay. When I, so I started Good Day LA like August like 15th or 16th. And I didn't start treatment until September 6th. So I was there for a couple of weeks. I was getting my feet wet. And I really thought I was going to stay. I really did. Like, I'm going to work through this. I'm going to work as long as I can. Yeah. You know, I'll see. So September 6th rolls around. I start my treatment. And you know, Jill, that schedule you were just talking about. So I would get up at 2.30. I would get into the office by 3.15, 3.20 every morning. um, Do the three-hour show, right? Plan the next day. Then I would go home about, I don't know, noon or 12.30. Took a nap got up at two 2.30 to be at Cedars at 3 to do my radiation. Wow. I did my radiation. Then I went back home and went to bed and did it all Oy, again. That's a hell of a schedule. Except for Tuesday nights when I was at chemo. Cedars chemo until 10 or 11 o'clock. Oh, my God. And then had to go home after chemo. You did the opposite. I used to work the radio show Whoa. for four hours, and then I would go to I would go to Cedars yeah. and do my chemo after my radiation and then come home and deal with the kids. But I, yeah. it, 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 and then the radiation I did for six weeks every day. Yeah. So you kind of get into to like a, like they had to tattoo you and like, yep. show, right. Yep. And did you get in, did, did radiation affect you at all? Like chemo no. didn't affect me at all outside of losing all my hair. So yeah. did, did you get any reaction from either I, treatment? I did. So the, you know, so chemo actually made me, it did make me really sick. Like you get anti-nausea medication, yeah. but it made me really sick. Did it really? It made me really sick. Oh my God. Like I was driving home one night from dinner and I had to pull over on the side of the road and I had to run behind a transformer and, and I and threw up, threw up <gasps> I, all over <sighs> Olive, Olive Avenue in West Hollywood. Oh. I'm sorry to the folks who had to clean that up, <laughs> poor but thing. I did. You uh, poor thing. And that was yeah. not the first time. Like, did yeah. you throw? My, I threw up a couple times. My like mom three did or four too. Times. Yeah. My yeah. birth mom had, she had violent, very horrible, but I didn't get any of that. Yeah. Thank goodness. But, um, so how long did that last? Just, did it stop as it soon stopped. as chemo stopped? It's, I, I, okay. I only threw up a couple of times. I, I threw Jeez. up just like two or three times during the course of the treatment. The radiation was focused on my neck. Mm. So did I, it affect your vocal cords? I couldn't swallow. Oh my uh, God. I, I, it was, it was like fire, but, but here, let me tell you. So I, I'm going to shout out right now to Dr. Zumsteg at Cedar sinai um, He was my radiation oncologist. Mm. So when you do radiation um, on your, on your neck, they, they put a plastic mold over your face. So I had a mold over my face oh, to protect my face from, from the, the radiation. radiation. Yeah. But I told them, I said, look, I'm a singer. And I said, I know, you know, I know oh this God. is right near my voice, but yeah. You know, I sing. So he put in my in my um, mask, in my face mask, he put a little stopper over my vocal cords so that the radiation wouldn't wash over my vocal cords. Oh my cords. gosh. God he saved him. my vocal cords. God love him. Wow. I know. 
It was unbelievable. That's he saved my brain. When they Science. go the extra mile, yep. Yep. you know, that that's brilliant. I, I When I was at Cedars, there was a man sitting beside me and you sit in the chairs for hours and he was a voiceover actor and he had throat cancer. Oh God. And his daughter was with him. And I'm like, oh boy, it couldn't be any worse. Yeah. But so, so yep. that's wonderful. So did you go to the seat, the big Cedars or did you go to the tower oncology on Wilshire? I went to the one uh, right on Beverly. Oh my God. That is so, that is like, you need a map. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it is amazing. <laughs> so, it is amazing. So now you, yeah. so you did Good Day LA. You worked through the whole time. I, I didn't. So I, 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 a month into treatment, I was like, you know what? I got to save my life. Yes. I, of I honestly, I, I just felt like I was. If I didn't, if I couldn't, I couldn't have kept that up. There was no way. Yeah, it's a lot. It was a lot. And and I will tell you, and you know, Jill, maybe this might have happened to you. <laughs> I having cancer makes you think about your life mm -hmm. and makes you think about your future. Sure and, does. And I was like, do I really want to be the EP of a three hour morning mm -hmm. show from seven to 10? No, mm -hmm. I didn't. And, and you know, and wow, that's some soul searching. Was isn't soul, it? it was absolutely soul searching. It's, it, it really is forced upon you, but you start to think. And mine was my kids. I was like, yeah. oh my God. You know, my I was thinking, what if, what if, what if? But for you, when you decided, could you have taken a medical leave at that point? I could have. Yeah. I could have. I could have. And, you know, and they were, they wanted me back and they wanted me oh, back I after bet. the cancer Which treatment. Which in I bet LA they Hollywood to have, is, to be yeah. wanted, to have a job, it's job amazing. security. Amazing. To say, this is not right for me. Oh, that takes balls. Most people don't because this industry is so uncertain. Yeah, it yeah. is. But look, I'm, I, I don't have kids. I didn't have the responsibility. I understand if you have a family and everything else, mm -hmm. my, my, I might've made a different decision, right? Right. But at the time it was just me. Mm -hmm. So I did make that decision because that was, I knew that's what was best for me. Mm -hmm. And then you start thinking about, well, you know, I'm also 50 years old. Like, mm -hmm. what the hell am I going to do with the next chapter of my life? Mm -hmm. what's next gonna, chapter, <clears throat> I like that. Right, what's going to be, what is going yeah. to be the next chapter? So I was like, you know what? Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for the opportunity, but I'm, I'm not going to come back. And, uh, and wow. I didn't. Um, That's so, a very, uh, boy, you brave. Brave, brave and also yeah. looking into yourself. Did you say, were you scared at all? I'm scared to death. Yeah. I was scared to death, but you know, but I also tell people this too, like I, and I don't, I, when I had cancer, the, when they tell you, you have cancer, it's a shock. It, 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 it knocks you over and you're like, you know, oh, yeah. holy shit. And then, you know, I, but the entire time I was going through that treatment and I, even when I was sick and everything else, I, the, you know, the fear went away. Like I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I felt like I was doing my radiation. I was doing my chemo and then I was not in control, you know, like yeah. you're, cause you're not, you're not. I, and did you feel that you were going to beat? Like, I was like, okay, like, fuck it. Let's just aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. The, and she's like, yeah. And then boom, I got, I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. And, um, I just never thought that it would spread. I never thought, I do worry a little bit about the five-year mark or what have yeah. you. Do you have to do that too? Yep. The five-year, are you on medication now? I'm not. So did it give you that? Is that why you started your podcast with the purpose? Tell me about that. Yeah. It, it is. It's exactly the reason. So, wow. uh, so I, yeah, so I have been, uh, all my, all my scans are clear. Everything is clear. Yay. Uh, Fantastic. You know, For yeah. how long? How long uh, have you been clear? It's been three and a half years. Ooh! 
Oh, I know. Right. So I'm getting to, the, getting to the five-year mark. Wonderful. Uh, but I don't have to go in to do a PET scan or a, or a CT oh scan. Oh, my God. Isn't that wonderful? It's, um, I just uh, did mine. Yeah. And I'm at the two and a half. So I'm about Good. a year behind. But yeah. it's a great feeling, right? It, when you can walk out and just be like, oh, I went God. and treated myself to lunch. Yeah. You know, I was so happy. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the best. Because the day before the PET scan, yeah. when you, you, you can't eat like certain foods, no caffeine, which kills me because I live off <laughs> of, of coffee. Course, so you, know, you have a vice. There I you have go. a vice. It's coffee. Yeah. I do. Um, but so, so uh, you know, all of this got me thinking about, you know, the next chapter of my life. So I had started to write a book a couple of years ago called It's Why We're Here. And, um, and, and I decided during the pandemic, um, I mm. was... Um, I was listening, I was out, you know, hiking in Echo Park at Elysian Park, and I was listening to Brene Brown, who is, uh, you know, a podcaster and Mm -hmm. an author, and she's my goddess, Hmm. and she had just started her own podcast, and I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I am going to take the book that I was writing and turn it into a podcast. Ah. So the book I was writing is called It's Why We're Here, and I want to talk to, and I talked to people who took life-changing and life-altering events and turned that into a purpose they did not ever see coming. Mm. So for me, my purpose that I didn't see coming from getting cancer is I want to spread awareness about HPV. Yeah. I I want parents to know that they have to get their sons vaccinated too. Wow. That is huge. Yeah. I did not learn that until this today. I did. You had already talked to your sister. Because of my sister. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did not know. I had no clue that it was the same shot that my daughter just had. Okay. Well, what he's 11, when he turns 13, I will get it for him. I'm telling you. That's good to know. I mean, you're spreading awareness. Look at that. That's what I I had cancer and I didn't even know that. So I know. Right. Like, right. And if I hadn't gotten, yeah. if I hadn't gotten it, I'm not sure that I, I wouldn't have. Oh, well, you know? yeah, why would you? Yeah, well, exactly. But it's like... Can but, you tell us why, like, what does HPV stand for? How yep. does it get turn into cancer? Yep. Uh, HPV is human papillomavirus. Okay. So it's a, it's a sexually transmitted virus. Okay. Every person has it. Yeah. We all have we it. We all have it in our si- we body. We all have it in your body. The body usually expels most strains of HPV. Okay. There are certain types, and I don't know if it's two or three or, or or how many, there are certain types that cause cancer. One of those types, one of those strains causes, causes cervical cancer. And this other one is called squamous cell carcinoma. And it uh, and, is, oh, wow. it is very prevalent in men. And, and I'm sure you, cause you just said it about Michael Douglas. It's very, very prevalent in straight men because straight men perform yeah, oral sex on women. On women. Uh-huh. So they usually, they usually gets and it sits and stays in your mouth and in your tongue. Wow. But gay men perform oral yeah, or, sex too. Right. And so it gets, it gets same thing. Same thing. It's the wow. same thing. Wow. I'm learning yeah. so much. Yeah. And so did Michael Douglas talk about it? I mean, I remember a little bit, but not, he didn't use <laughs> didn't his platform talk about as it awareness. Retract a bit? Yes. Oh, he really? did. Yeah. That's I too think, bad. I think Catherine Zeta Jones made him retract it a little bit. Oh, I think. Because people would say, I remember, yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember that whole Howard Stern <laughs> talking about it. And he's yeah. like, that's why I, I told my wife, that's why I don't perform that. And now I have a backup. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's interesting. That's not why I don't perform. You know, there are people that can use the platforms like you're doing now. And how do you find the people that 
have found a, another purpose that have gone through something traumatic. I mean, look, most of them, quite frankly, are people I know, like uh-huh. you. Yeah. And people suggest a lot of people to me. Yes, You know, course. they're like, oh, you should talk to this person yes. who did this. And Could it be I, life-changing, yeah. like a drug addict that completely turned life around with other... Okay, yeah. Of course. That's wonderful. So I, my, the latest one I did, this is, you know, was, was a woman whose son came out as trans when uh, he was 20. And so she is, she's a 73 year old Japanese mother. And so she is now like the head of, she's on the board of PFLAG. And her, her purpose now is to raise awareness about trans issues, you know, trans children right. and how to help other families. Yeah. When your, if your child comes to you and says, I really believe that I am a male, not a female. Mm-hmm. What do you do? How do you handle that? Yeah. That's her purpose now. What's P flag? Uh, parents and friends of lesbians and gays, oh, which has been, okay. uh, which is a, a organization that's been around forever. Yeah, right. Um, and so she's uh, very heavily involved in that, but she's also Japanese American. And so she's trying to, you know, she helps the her cultural. cultural. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. So, so people like that. Don't you yeah. find that times are, I was talking to Liz before you came uh, about, the community as a whole, the gay community. And my daughter went to Washington on a school trip and there was pictures. And I was like, who's that? Oh, that's Nick. Who's that? And then she has a picture of somebody. I go, who's that? And she goes, oh, they, after that, they went to, and I go, who's they? It was just them and her in the picture. She goes, oh, that she identifies as they. And I'm like, oh, so they're just, now it's just being taught. It is what it is. My kids, they they accept it. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's a different world than when, I did tell my kids when they were very young, some men love women and some men love men and vice versa when they were four. Um, so they've grown up. And of course I have, you know, many gay friends mm-hmm. in my life. So w- it's different now. Yeah. Did you grow up as being a 54 year old man? Where we're the did same you age. Grow up? Yeah. I grew up in uh, Yuma, Arizona, actually. So how yeah. was that? Did you, what, how, when did you know that you were gay and was it a hard trend? Like how did you come out to your parents and all that? Yeah. So I've known, honestly, I've known I was gay since I was like three or four. Yeah. I didn't define it, yeah. but I knew, yeah. you know, I wanted to play with the girls. Mm-hmm. I would much rather play, you know, much rather I've done hopscotch than everything. Yeah. But you know, I didn't, know how to say that or do that. Yeah, you didn't know how to articulate it. So I, you know, sort of went through high school and college and, you know, I went to the University of Arizona and I was in a fraternity and I didn't, you know, I didn't really do anything about it until my senior year of high, of college. And, you know, and then I had a boyfriend. Um, my senior year um, at, at Cal- on, on campus on, on the campus? DL, believe me. Oh, it was, okay, oh okay, yeah, it okay. was it was very was much on the down low. Was the culture there still like raw, raw and yeah. football? Yeah, yep. It okay. was very, yeah, very it. straight white guy. It okay, was, back then because this is the late eighties. Still, of course. And then I moved to after graduation. I moved to Denver, and I lived in Denver for six years. And Denver was at the time, you know, and it still is. It's a it's a progressive city. I love Denver. I love Denver. So do I. And it's really where I lived there for six years. I you did. Tele- did? I did for television at KCNC in Denver. Oh wow! I was a news producer, and that's really where I sort of came out. Okay. And um, wow. You know, yep. Yep. You were in Denver for six years. I didn't really, yeah. I, when I worked in Montreal, I didn't really know about the gay culture. And then I moved to Miami and it was just, a, our, our news director was gay. All of the writers. I mean, yeah, Bill Pahovi. Oh my God. I loved him. And, um, 
And yeah. I, I, it was so open in Miami, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God, if you were a gay man, you should be in Miami in the early 90s because yeah. that was the place to be. They yeah. had white nights. They had, you know. So I... Yeah. I, as being the same age, I wondered how, like it's getting, I hope it's getting easier every decade. Yeah. I think we're at a time now that it's, you know, there's still going to be haters out there. That's just the way it is. Right. I know. There, it, there are. And, and I think, you know, especially with the, the trans community, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, so they, they targeted the gays and lesbians and by the, and we won. Right. right? I mean, yeah. you know, we got marriage equality yeah. and everything else. And, yeah. you know, people tried to keep us down. And now all of these anti-trans bills that are making their mm-hmm. way through state legislatures, I f- just feel like, you know, they... The the people who are who who just don't know yeah. they feel like they're they have to have something or someone to have a a cultural divide uh, you know with yeah. and now it's the trans kids and yep. you know and these kids you know they're quest- they're already questioning their identity and who they are and you know and then, then on this on top of and it. then this on top of it you know and I will just, say other kids don't care because yeah. my, my yeah. kid just started a, a summer camp. I mean, it's a theater camp, but you know, Hello. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, I said, how'd the first day go? And he goes, well, he was talking about this and that. And he goes, and then, you know, we went around, did our pronouns. And I was like, wow, that's a whole new world. Oh, yeah. Wow. And he goes, oh, there was like three, they, thems. And I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know, but it was just, it was just fast. And he it couldn't have cared less. It wasn't even a, a thing. A thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's not going to be a thing for him. So a lot of it is a projection uh, and of pr- fear upbringing, upbringing of, uh, fear from adults. Yeah. And also the data usually does not back it up. It nope. is not some plague. It is not <laughs> rampant. It's right. like, it's not infectious. Nope. So chill the f- out. Fuck out. I always yeah. wonder the people that are so offended or affected that, how does it affect, how is this? I was just saying, I'm offended by your uh, uh, yeah. offensive offended. behavior. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. How does yeah. it even affect their life? It's like, what? I, who gives a fuck? Right. Like, why do you care? And then I always think, well, they might be the most, like if you're that passionate about something that doesn't even affect you, mm, I think yeah. it does affect oh, you. It's, it's you. deep yeah. down that you you question your own, right? Yeah, I mean, I agree. So <clears throat> there's, uh, I'm 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 also sort of now involved with a, a, a nonprofit organization called Gender Nation. Do have you heard about this? No. So um, it's it was started by two moms. Um, one is a, a woman named Morgan Walsh, who is the wife of Matt Walsh, who was on Veep. Uh, he played the press secretary on oh Veep. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Right? He's hysterical. Such a great show. So Morgan and my friend Keiko Feldman started this nonprofit where they donate um, books, LGBTQ affirming age appropriate books to public school libraries so that kids, because when, when I was growing up, you didn't I, have anything. I didn't know. I didn't read in my school library no. about the gay kids, no. about gay couples at all. So their goal is, um, is to put these books like I am jazz, like, oh, um, yeah. read a crayon story. Um, like, uh, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're LGBTQ affirming, but they're very age appropriate. They're kids books right. so that kids, when they can see these books in their libraries and open mm-hmm. them up, they can see themselves. 
Yeah. And they feel less alone. Representation. Yes. Representation. Yes. So now they're going to put them all in, in all LAUSD. That's huge. LAUSD schools. Yeah, I know. I it's, mean, that's it's a huge. wonderful step because it's an inclusive step. Yep. It means because there's so much questioning as a child that you go through, like you said, and then when you have this hate on top of it. So I, that's really, really cool. But Jill, one of the things that I have to tell you that one of the things that I've always loved about you and one of the things that everybody loves about you is you have... You have always spoken your mind. Yeah. You know, you have always been exactly who you are when you're on camera and when you're right. off camera. Sadly. And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, you, you, but you've, you've, you've paid the price. You've paid, yeah, you, but you've said you've, you've been yeah. an advocate for yes. oh, yeah. a lot of Allied. people yeah. yes. and an ally for a lot of people. Mm, very much. You know, it, honestly, at a time when it, it was still difficult for a lot of us to be who we truly mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. or were. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And and it wasn't until I, I, I I'm, you know, we're the same age, right? We're 54. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable. I am who I am now. Yeah. And I, you know, and I don't care. It's a beautiful thing, it, isn't it? it, but, it <laughs> but I wish, I wish it had not taken me so oh, long, right? I mean, yeah. like, I feel like, wow. I feel like I was light years behind you mm. in you being who you were before I could actually be who I was. Well, I, you know what's weird? I remember yeah. being on Good Day LA and talking about, I forget, and Dorothy was saying something and I go, well, three times in college does not a lesbian make. And everyone was like, I'm like, what? <laughs> right? Did Dorothy faint right there. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, and, and I've always been very open about everything and I've always, like, no fucks given. Yeah. And, um, our friend Lauren, I went that to his... That would work now, I don't think. You no, know, well, <laughs> I, that's a good point. Yeah. Boy, with cancel culture, I was. I said, hour, Steve, I don't I know, think it exists today. No, no it no. doesn't. I, I said, Steve, Dorothy, and I would be fired the first day, and it wouldn't be because of me. I mean, right. that's how uptight things are, and everyone's so easily offended, right? <laughs> so I, I can't imagine. But I think it's going <laughs> to come back. Say, you know what? This easily offended. I, I still don't believe that. I think what it is is the offended are the loudest. Agreed. And they take to social media, which was not as prevalent yeah. when you were on the air yeah. now and do the ratio, right. which is meaning they dominate yep. whether it be positive or negative comments. It's right? so true. Like you're right. Back in the I day. I rarely comment on anything social media. I do the likes. I do lots of likes, but I very rarely will write a comment pro or con for something. Right. And you'll see this. Like, what are they doing? Like who's got the time? And it is the loudest. And yeah. corporations... Listen, listen to, to that, the loudest. unfortunately. Yes. And a lot of times it's not the majority. It oh, is it's not. not. No. And back then it was letters. And I remember being at Fox and getting, I could get 25 fan letters and one negative and they would call the news director. <laughs> that's the one they're reading to you? Well, no, that's oh. the one they call. That she wants to te- oh. take it a step further. Not only does she hate me, she's got to call the boss and tell him why she hates me. And then I get called. I'm like, what about the other fucking 25 people that just wrote something good? It's like, <laughs> I don't care about that. You might remember this, Steve, um, when we did the Chris Jenner talk show. I mean, uh, she can be a polarizing person. Yeah. So we... We had social media and it would drive our EP, Stephen Brown, insane. Why? She'd get horrible comments. And I mean, you're doing segments that like, you're not offending anybody doing a a, a cooking segment. Right. You're not offending anybody doing a workout segment. And we would get the craziest comments. Like there was like a dog washing one that was like, (laughs) why did you watch a dog on television? The dog must have been terrified. It's like, what? uh, what? Yeah. So. Oh I just say like, but it was the loudest people, but then yeah. the executives would kind of have to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Like maybe we shouldn't have any more live animals on yeah. set. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. Okay. okay. 
I'm like, I think Chris is actually probably fine with that, but it's like, cause it was a shit show. And- <laughs> emphasis on the shit so it's like it's fine but yeah i just i actually think this easily offended we've all bought into it i think there's a level of bs i think it's the loudest yeah Yeah, we are feeding into it and it's like in some ways because you when you actually look across america that's not actually really true no most people have somebody that's LGBTQ plus in their family. Do yeah. you think the tables will turn again? Do you think we'll go back to- I'm hoping to, we're starting. I'm hoping I hope we're so. starting too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping we're starting to too. I pray that we are. What, yeah. what choice do we have? It's like wake up world. It's like we have to be well, accepting uh, of what, each other. I mean, what's uh, the option? Are you on TikTok? I'm not. Okay, I'm on TikTok and <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed. Are you really? She's obsessed. Oh my and gosh. So everything, she's always sends so me little hip. links. I love oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dr. Drew got me hooked on it. I blame him. But here's the thing. Everything that they people say, they go, it'll say TW above their head. It's trigger warning. Uh, so they'll go, oh. oh, this is okay. So when I was this, da, da, and then my mom got drunk one night and drove into a pole and I was in the car and I'm like, we would do a news story on that in a heartbeat. Like what right. I, if I were back on good day, I'd be like, people trigger warning with your coffee. <laughs> uh, last night there was a DUI. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And I look at it that way. And there's so much of that out there that it's, it just blows my mind because younger generations oh my god they're offended by everything Everything. oh it's so lame and it's like you don't dictate you know and that was one of the things a good day la i would say we dictate to the audience and they didn't the executives were like what and i'm no they yes we're going to tell them what's hip and what's fun and after a while they lit you know it was it it was fine they got it um you're always going to have people that didn't like and i think for chris that was polarizing because the whole family the kardashian had nothing to do with her show agreed i agree with that oh the show quality was actually yeah it was fun great yeah Yeah. Yeah. had nothing to do with her show absolutely nothing about it it was the jealousy factor of that family and there's a lot of it as you know oh yeah. yeah That's but, all it is. but that's like, you know, if you, uh, you know, ask a hundred people, uh, you know, Joe Biden's approval rating. Yeah. Uh, people, yeah. The, a Republican is very likely to say, so, I don't like him, even yeah. if, he do, if they do like him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Chris Jenner or, you know, whoever. Good Day LA or yeah. whoever or yeah. whatever it is, you're, you know, it doesn't matter what the content is. Yeah. You just, it's just, I'm, I am voting against that person yeah yeah you know what do you think about because you come from shows and now we've got ryan seacrest and kelly ripper what if you were given an opportunity to you know gelman's out they want (laughs) to offer you like a massive opportunity like that which is would you change your you know how would your path look then if it was like a dream job i think it would have to be a great job i mean would i be the ep of kelly and ryan yeah i would i would do that of course But, but you know, but look, I'm, I'm You're just, like, can it start at like 12 noon? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like morning show. Yeah. yeah. But, I, <laughs> but, I, but I, but I, but you know, look, I also am not sure I don't want to live in New York city either. Yeah. You know, well you've I, lived in, okay. So let's start. You're from Arizona. Yep. You I, actually, lived in Denver. I, I was, I'm from Indiana. What? I was, I know <laughs> I was, bo- I was born in Indiana and okay. I lived there until I was six. Okay. Um, so that counts. That counts. That counts. Of course. Also, yeah. also is why I look like this. This is like as Midwestern as it gets. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So Indiana, so then, Indiana Arizona, then Arizona, and then, then Denver, Denver, then LA. Okay. Then, then Albuquerque, Albuquerque and then back to LA. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah. so are you, this is roots for you? This I, is LA. LA be, is home. Okay. It's home. I, you know, it, it would have You're to be. You're settled here. I'm settled here. My life is Your here. Your boyfriend is here. Yeah. My partner's here. My, the chorus is here. My, all of my, my chosen family yeah. is here. Chosen family. And, yeah. I like you know, that. and when you get to be this age, yeah. 
you know, you, I want to stay where my support system is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've uh, earned the right to have that for yeah, sure. Yeah. As your family still in Arizona? They are. So my, um, my parents uh, both passed away, but uh, I have my I have family in Yuma still. Uh, my brother and sister-in-law and nieces and nephews are there. Aww. I have family in Colorado. Uh, and I have family still in Indiana. So well, that's nice. Little, so well, you're typical kind of LA, yeah. like where it's, you yeah. know, you're a transplant. I'm born and raised in LA. Yeah, you're always, the weirdo. Are you really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, because my She's parents She's the original the Valley girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Like for sure. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Well, you and Heather McDonald, I just picture you guys in the 80s, although well, you're a little we met younger in first than us. grade, for sure, for sure. And so our parents were the back east that moved here. Oh. And... Uh, first it was in Santa Monica and then I think it was the fifth child on the way that my dad said, I think we need a larger house and the traffic was not what it was now. Oh yeah. my God. So, and my mom grew up with a family that moved every two or three years. Oh. So she thought there's no way we're going to settle into this house off Topanga Canyon in Woodland Hills and stay there. Right. Uh, wrong. And you did. And my mom She's is still, still there. there. Still there? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I mean, I but I would, you know, having an acting troupe and doing all the things I've done in entertainment, 90% of the time, all my friends and people that I met, they are from someplace else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Very You're few the like LA when natives. You and I think of Lauren Roosh that yeah. are natives. Oh, my God. He went to the same high school as my husband. Yeah. That really? also tells Taft. you if you are Taft. from LA, yeah. it's like you know somebody that knows somebody you you are very rarely yeah. not connected somehow and by the way i know a lot of people like in the people in the industry who went to taft yeah because that is it covers quite a large spread of yeah. the valley oh yeah and so and also yeah. they started busing in from the inner city when lauren went there his uh classmate was o'shea jackson right oh yeah yeah, yeah. there you go so ice cubes so ice yeah, cubes i was gonna Ken. say known as known yeah. as ice cube yeah, yeah. Um, and you but, went to prom you went to the reunion with him right? i did and what? you know what when you were talking about being an advocate <laughs> i did i went to his 10-year high school reunion and lauren said i was really bullied and i was like what do you mean? He's like, oh. well, they would pull, push me up against the locker, call me a faggot. They'd be like, you're queer. They'd knock me down, knock my books out of my, I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So I was probably at the peak of doing like NFL and stuff. Yeah. So everyone kept coming up to our table and they were like, you went as his date. I went as his date. And they're like, are you Jillian Barbary? I go, yeah. And they go, you went to Taft. I'm like, <laughs> and then he would tell me beforehand who was an asshole to him. And uh. then they'd come up and I'd say, no, but my friend Lauren here didn't. You used to call him a queer and a faggot. And then it'd be like, oh, they'd leave the table. <laughs> then somebody else would come up, they go, and then Lauren would go, yeah, he was brutal. So he'd be with his wife. He'd go, are you Jillian Barbary from the NFL? Like, good day. Like, yeah. I go, yeah. Can I get a picture? No, no, you no. can't. Cause you were a complete dick to my friend here in high school. And they're probably like, they're like, what? what? I called him a what? When? Yeah. I, you know, like, but I couldn't let it go. And he's like, okay, I think we've done enough damage. <laughs> <She was> like, <laughs> oh, by God. the end of the night, we had, I was friends with everybody except a few and I had grabbed the balloons and we were doing the whole fucking cha-cha through the, <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. it was the best time because I didn't go to my reunion because I was in Canada oh, yeah. and I missed it. So I felt like it was just kind of fun and, and like I knew nobody, but I felt knew, like it was I, my I, reunion. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, I was crying by the end. But anyway, but, um, so, so now yeah. here you are in your life yeah. at 54 and boy, you, you mentioned a few times about chapter and I really look at it like this. And Liz and I talked about that, the mm -hmm. new chapter, it's like okay what's yeah. the next stage yeah. right and 
I, what I, is your next stage? You're going to be 55. Do you think, do you think about 55? Does that, does that number hit you? Yeah. Only because I love it because you, uh, uh, b- benefits wise, you can take some benefits from, <laughs> and I, like, I was like, we're at benefits. Yeah. Benefits. I didn't know what kind of benefits we're talking like, about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But 65, from your union. I, from the, I get a certain oh. amount every year till I'm dead, which is a nice amount, but you can take it early because I have two kids. I'm a single mom. I've yep. had the kids since we divorced. We divorced eight years ago. Wow. I've had them full time and um, I've done it all. So I think for me, the next move, um, you know, I have so many people that I still talk to and work with. And, yeah. you know, Dorothy and Steve said we a long time ago, we should have done a YouTube channel because you know, people were upset when things first happened. Yeah. It was hard. People are still upset. They are still upset. I, do, I mean, it, it is unreal. I know. People are still upset. You know, and I feel for Steve because he, God, you know, he was amazing on that show. He was so perfect for yeah. so many reasons and yep. everything at the end, just uh, not good. Right. No. I, I did not like the way things ended no. and how he got hooked into that whole me too, which is a bunch of bullshit. Yep. Dorothy and I came out the day that it happened yep. and we had not spoken and she messaged me and she said, are you seeing what's happening? And I'm like, no. So she calls me Oh wow! and we were on the phone for an hour and I said, this is outrageous. Yeah. And I said, did he ever, she goes, no. And I, she said, he's a father figure to me. And I go, he's a grandfather figure to me. So I didn't say that, but I, say that. I, I love him. I, and I, anyway, it, it, it's so uh, yeah. unfortunate, you know, I love Steve Edwards. Yeah. He's the best. My experience. And I, and I, and I, he kind of took you under his wing. He like, did. yeah, he did. My experience with him, yeah. I, you know, I, I truly, I love the man. Yeah. And by the way, texted me all the time to check in on me when I was going through the cancer treatment. Uh, Wonderful. Nice. I mean, and, uh, how are you feeling today? How's it going today? How are you feeling today? I, you know, I gotta yeah. tell you that, that meant a lot. Oh. That meant a lot. Were you one yeah. of the people that, um, I like to do my chemo alone. So when Dorothy would text me during, I'm like, you're not in the building, are you? Because I wanted to watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I was away from my kids with good purpose for that uh, four, hours, yeah, four hours. Right. So, so how are you? Did you want visitors? I were did. You... I had friends. Oh, okay. I, had, I had my, uh, I called them chemo companions. Oh, I had chemo companions okay. uh, and they, you know, they came and kept me company. And nice. I, cause I hate IVs. I too. Jill, I, I, Steve, I fucking hate Can that. I just tell you the worst part of fucking <laughs> chemo was not the chemo. No. It's it was the, the fucking port and the needle every time. The needle. I would be at uh, 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 the radio station and I would pack on the Emla cream or whatever. And then I'd wrap about nine o'clock because we were off the air at 10 and I'd wrap it in cellophane and I would wait. And then I'd put more on and wrap it. Yeah. And then it makes the, it numb. Yeah. Oh God. And by it. the okay. time I got to Cedars, I, there were certain nurses that would be like three, two. One, and then I'd be like, please don't tell me anything. Cause I, I I'm like, I, I'm, I hate that. And one yeah. time I saw it and they left it in my arm because of, so I used to get treatments on Fridays for four hours. And then Saturday they would put a patch on me, stick in some other things at white cells, white blood cells, but the needle they'd leave in so I could get an IV on Saturday. Oh, right. Oh, and I would sleep with the needle this long. No, okay. I can't. <laughs> so tell me about what you, did you no. have to get a port or did they no, use, I the veins? I oh use the veins? Oh my so God. I, so no port. Okay. That's hardcore. Yep. In my hand. Oh, every time. So uncomfortable. Oh. So uncomfortable. Painful. So I, I never looked. No. So, so they put the IV in and I always made them wrap it up. I didn't want to see it. it. Yep. I didn't want to look at it. Yep. And I'm telling you, I sat for four hours with my hand in one position. And not even looking I at ate, it. I ate, yeah. you know, left-handed. Oh, so you did eat during I, chemo. Yeah. So did I. I yeah. felt like I was the only one. Oh, no. I ate, like, 
I ate like bean, bean and rice burritos. And I thought I was going to go in as a pig and come out as a twig. And it didn't happen. And, uh, and nobody else oh ate. God. And some of the women wore wigs and got dolled up. I was like, who the fuck are you people? I had yeah. um boots and I was bald. And let me tell you, I'm the same way about that goddamn needle. And there were certain people, nurses that knew it, and they just, do, and they're like, we're done. I'm like, what? Yeah. Or they'd pull it out. We're done. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh. I hated it. And then one time, I had a fill-in nurse. I don't know if I told you this story. Mm. I had this nurse that did, she came on a Saturday and Kate Del Castillo, my friend was coming over Saturday night to visit me with Jessica. And I had chemo, I had IV that morning. Well, the nurse didn't tell me how to cap off, how to, you know, take the, so I, I go to Kate, you want to see my port? I lift up my sleeve and it's nothing but blood. Oh my God. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't, I didn't clean it so that, you know, you can get bacteria in your system. You have a fucking arm chopped off. I'm like, oh my God, I got to call the nurse. She's like, what do I do? Do I take you to the ER? I'm like, no, no, no. So they fixed it. Uh, they came at like 1130 that night. Oh, they I came to your house. Kate didn't just pour tequila all over it. <laughs> <laughs> she has her tequila brand. She looked like, at it I like, fix it. she's like, I don't think that's supposed to be there. Like, but I'm with you about needles. Um, yeah. That yeah. was the worst. I have to say, and also towards the end, my port was starting to rise. So when in the very beginning, they put it in your arm, you really don't feel it. But then it started to come up and I started yeah. to feel this. And when I got taken out, the guy goes, he was pu pulling and tugging and I was white. Sh I was knuckling it. I'm going to faint over here. My oh, yeah. God. And then I'm like, okay. He goes, well that I got the first part out. I was like, please don't talk to me. Please. Don't. Right. Yeah. Are you the same? <laughs> I, I just, I didn't. Nothing. Th thank they God. Want to know nothing. I don't want to know anything. That's why he had chemo uh, companions. Yeah. That's why yeah. it is. Oh, it is. Okay. And, and I did my, and I, here's what else I did. I did my chemo at night. So I did it. That's at like, interesting. I did it at I wanted five. to ask you about that. Yeah. So I did my chemo at five o'clock. Okay. Um, on, on Tuesday nights. Uh, so I had, it was called, I had double treatment Tuesday. I had radiation at 345. Then I walked over to do chemo at five. Wow. And when you do chemo at night, um, there, there, you know, and you've been to Cedars in the oncology. So there are chairs mm -hmm. that people sit in, but there are also these little, there's rooms. Rooms, yeah. So at night, there are fewer people there. The rooms no, are open. So the rooms are open. Oh, so okay. I always got, and that's why I did it. And I always had a room <clears throat> so I could always oh. lay down. I could always, there was always plenty of room for people to come in to see me. Nice. So, and it was, and you'd you order know, your Postmates. That's what I used I, to do. I'm not, I mean, my guy like, would come, he's like bed 30. When yeah. I first went there, they were like, <laughs> extra large pizza. I mean, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, we know who she is. Yeah. No, but uh, they wanted me to have the chair. And I was embarrassed because they're like, we saved the chair, the room for you. And I'm like, what? And then we're yeah. walking through all these people that are old. And I'm like, I don't ever want this again. Like, it made me feel awkward. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm getting special treatment. So I said to her, I just want to be with the curtains. And then, of course, I fucking regretted that because, you know, there, some people had like eight people with them. I'm like, I just want to watch fucking a movie, you know? <laughs> You know how it yeah, gets, I know, right? That's how you get. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, so now nice. let's talk about, yeah. okay, the, your podcast. Let's yeah. plug that one yeah. more time. It's called, it's why we're here, finding the path to purpose. Is it once a week? It's once a week. Great. Yep. It is once a week. It comes and we out can get on that Wednesdays on, on Spotify and Apple. On nice. Spotify and iTunes. Awesome. Yep. Uh, and it's, you know, it's sort of my, it's purpose. sort of my purpose now. Yeah. It I really, can tell. Yeah. It has become my purpose. So wonderful. And, you know, but, but here's the one thing I will say that Steve Edwards, God love him. He said to me one day. Uh, you know, we were talking about life and, you know, and I said something about finally being, you know, comfortable with who I am. Mm. And he looks at me and he goes, but you had to get there. Mm. And yeah. I said, you're right. 
I had to get here. To and be who you to are. To be who I am. Yeah. You know, through no the, shortcuts. You had to go through all of that. Through the whole journey. Yes. Yes. Through, you know, I'm sober for 15 years. Amazing. For a reason. Yeah. Because I had to go through, because I had to go through that to get here. That's right. You know, so you go, I go through that and I go, th- and I went through cancer treatments and. Amazing. It's, it's all. It's all for a purpose. It's all for a purpose. Yeah. yeah. And now you're educating and giving back in that respect i think it's wonderful i learned something today i mean you learned nothing from me other than i want my benefits <laughs> at 55 i, I learned something from you every time <laughs> oh I you, you know? well steve holzer yeah. we adore you yeah. we thank you for coming in i just uh haven't seen you in so long i i knew you went through it i talked to amanda salas about it i yeah. said we were talking about how great you are yeah. and um i'm just glad that you have found your purpose and that you're happy and settled in life and you've got your man you guys live together in sin? We do. We Woo-hoo! live together. <laughs> now, would you ever get married if you could? I mean, you can, but would you? Um, not I, for you? I would. You would? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think if, if... I always try to say, don't do it. Yeah, but... I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would. Yeah. Yes, I would. For sure. Well, maybe yeah. the next time you're back as a guest, you'll be uh, with Ring on Finger. We'll Who see knows? about that. Well, I yeah. adore you yeah. and I thank I you. you. Thank and you. Um, again, thanks for listening to totally the podcast. A treat. Yeah. A real treat. And uh, we'll see you again on the next episode of Ask Jillian. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe.